Welcome to Digest and Invest, the podcast from eToro that brings you the top financial stories and discusses their effect on the markets. The content that will be discussed is intended for information and educational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice or investment recommendation. Make sure you understand the risks involved in trading before committing any capital and never risk more than you are prepared to lose. Past performance is not an indication of future results. And now on to the podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back for another episode. For those who are listening for the first time, thank you very much for joining. I am the Toro Trading School lead here in the UK and I'm joined by Josh Gilbert, our market analyst based out in Australia. Good to have you today, Josh. Great to be back as always, Sam. Always a pleasure. Fantastic. Looking forward to the podcast today. And fingers crossed, this time next week, we'll be talking about how England have won the Euros. I think if they lose, it's going to be a a miserable affair. But anyway, uh, moving on, uh, what have we got uh, on the docket today for our listeners? Yeah, look, we, uh, we're moving into the second half of the, the year now. We obviously spoke last week about the first half and maybe what the second half will, will sort of look like. Um, but yeah, when we move into that second half, that, of course, means the next round of earnings. So it will be good to cover what we can expect moving forward into this sort of next realm of earnings and, and what to look for. Um, so it'd be good just to sort of cover that or, as always, we'll uh, we'll touch on our crypto market, see what's happening there. And uh, yeah, I think this week it would be nice to touch uh, touch on the space race as well. Been some interesting developments over the last week or so. So uh, yeah, definitely be be good to to catch up on that. Watch this space, pun intended. Um, okay, cool. Let's crack on with with earnings season, which feels like it it only literally finished a day or two ago, and now it's just around the corner again. I thought we could uh, we could provide some intel on why earnings reports are important to investors. Yeah, look, I mean, you're right. It always does feel like it. It sort of comes back on you straight away. It finishes and then it comes back. Um, so it always, always does feel a bit like that. But yeah, look, um, in terms of looking at why earnings is important, it's, it's always key whether you're an investor or a trader, you know, no matter what. I think it's important for traders because we often see bigger moves from stocks around earnings time. Um, so it's good time for traders to capture moves in the market. You know, if you're looking to to make an upward movement or a downward movement, you know, from a stock, we tend to to see large movements. I think probably the best example recently is is Zoom. You know, last year, you know, every time last year, I think from all four of their reports, they they beat expectations, upward surprises, and I think on one of their reports they were up about forty percent. Right, so there's some great opportunities there for investors. It's key to it's a key time to check the condition of the business. You know, uh, what you're investing in or, or what you wish to invest in if you like are profits growing uh, has the cash flow increased are they reducing debt these are all key points for investors to look at um you know look some people can be put off from reading earnings reports they feel it's complicated and being honest look some of them sometimes are you know it's it's you know it's not always the most clear when reading a report especially if you're maybe a beginner or quite new Look, you don't have to be a financial expert, though, um, and it's key to at least you know read these press releases or even find a news outlet that can break it down for you and break down these numbers. 
because um, sometimes uh, you know there are places um, like market watch and things like that especially from the us that will give you a breakdown and an overview of what the earnings will mean um, and of course etoro provides an earnings calendar which is great to always have as a bookmark or you know tabbed because you want to know when your company that you own is reporting uh, what dates etc because often as i say we will set tend to see you know movements from share prices around that time yeah, it's in- in- incredibly important to to know. I mean, look, if you're a, a, an individual stock trade and you're trading a stock, you need to know when that earnings release is coming out. Last thing you want to do is maybe hold a position over an earnings release where you're you've got too much risk on, or you're just not aware of it, or you're getting into a position, you know, five minutes before an earning release. It's just you know being aware of these times can obviously be very beneficial. Um, we'll go through this stuff on our. Well, Monday and Tuesday webinars. So please feel free, guys, to head over to the Toro Trading School to check those out. Um, so when does it all kick off again for our listeners? Where are the names that are up first? Yeah, so I think the unofficial kickoff to earnings season is usually JP Morgan, uh, which is the 13th of July. Um, we've got Wells Fargo and Goldman all announcing uh, before the market opens on the on the same day. Um, look, I think this one is going to be a really interesting season. Um, you know, from from Q2, I think so far we've seen that the expectations is about 65 percent uh, increase year over year uh, for expectations from the S&P 500. So there's some really big numbers there. Um, you know, that's above Q1 levels. And, and we're seeing revenues from from most of the names in in the S&P continue to, to sort of accelerate. Um, up first, as I say, is, is those banks. Um, they all passed the stress test with ease over the last week or so, week or two. Um, and we've already seen the announcement, announcements of dividend increases, and we'll also see buybacks coming through from most of those big names as well. You know, Wells Fargo, who are who are obviously coming up on that first day on the thirteenth, are probably in the best position uh, coming out of of um, the sort of restrictions that we had in twenty twenty. They accumulated accumulated a lot of capital over the pandemic, which will obviously help them. Um, in terms of buybacks and, of course, in, in terms of increasing dividends as well. But a, a key thing uh, for investors to watch and, and something I've been you know, keeping an eye on over the last sort of six months and obviously last year as well, is that we, we've seen record IPO activity. So far this year, we've seen 350 billion US dollars raised in offerings uh, in the first six months of this year. Um, so that's huge numbers. You know, we surpassed last year's peak, which was 282 billion. I think we're on track to actually break the record. I think it was in 2007. I think we're on track to, to, to sort of break that um, if we sort of carry on the same path that we are this year. Um, so look, Goldman, City, JP Morgan, they're the top three who will reap the rewards from their underwriting and advisory fees. So, yeah, three key names there that I think will stand out. And I think also Wells Fargo will be in there. But look, the, the banks had a great Q1 report, and I think we'll see the same from Q2. Um, but yeah, overall, I think investors need to look out for further upside surprises throughout sort of Q2 earnings season. Uh, looks like it will be a strong one. And even if we're you know, looking well, well ahead into you know, maybe 2022, um, it even looks like, you know, the analysts are sort of really underplaying the the performance, especially with what we're seeing from the GDP growth. So it looks like there could be some surprises um, across the board, um, as I say, uh, as I said earlier, with those revenues sort of continuing to soar. So, 
yeah, looking forward to it. Positive surprises. That's what we want to hear. Um, it does feel that way that uh, we're, we're expecting decent things. And of course, we'll keep you guys all updated throughout the, the upcoming weeks on our podcast. I'm sure we'll focus on specific sectors and companies. But if you do want us to cover anything in particular, feel free to, to head over to our Twitter account. Um, speaking of our Twitter account, our, our followers are are crazy, I would say, on the, on the comment <laughs> section. Um, and that is inter, interlinked with with our next subject, crypto. Um, what's caught your your eye this week and, and what's on your your radar at the moment? Uh, Sheba's caught my eye this week. That's it. I've said it. <laughs> I've said it. I've said it. Um, yeah, look, the, the market um, has obviously recovered from the low that we saw that, you know, a few weeks ago um, and has since sort of stayed strong above that sort of 30K mark. You know, we're sort of seeing the, the the lows get higher and um it's sort of really holding uh, over that thirty thousand level so i think if the bulls can successively hold over you know bitcoin's level of say thirty thousand for you know, a few more days um keep keep that sort of price action strong i think we're going to see trading interest likely to increase further again at the moment we're still in a, a you know really difficult stage for for investors and people wanting to to per se buy the dip because uh, essentially we don't know when when this all sort of ends so i think a little bit more um of a of a sort of a, a stabilized price it's funny to say that with crypto but once that happens i think the, the volume is is likely to pick up and and a stronger recovery maybe maybe on the cards but as i said previously i think we need to see that move above 40k to be sustained and then that's when we could see further upside um again there's, there's been a lot of positive news in terms of fundamentals recently coming out um you know there's a lot of positive um sort of data coming through with bitcoin and things like that so you know i definitely don't think that those long-term perspectives have changed there um but of course it's just trying to find you know, at the moment every investor or, or trader is trying to find that bottom with bitcoin uh, which we all want to do um so probably uh, the best you know, strategy to implement at the moment is is dollar cost averaging right because where we are at the moment is we don't really know when we're going to see those lows but also if it sort of does recover and the bulls take charge and move up across 40k investors will probably be kicking themselves that they haven't you know bought in so i always would suggest dollar cost averaging as a great strategy because you know if, if prices get lower you know you can always sort of average out those investments um Moving on to just maybe some other sort of data. Interestingly, we actually released some data this week uh, from eToro, which actually showed that uh, Cardano, um, so ADA, has actually leapfrogged Bitcoin to become the most held crypto asset um, in the second quarter of 2021 um, for eToro globally, um, which was uh, see saw a 51% increase uh, from Q1. So really, really interesting um, that we're seeing actually um, the sentiment move towards Cardano and away from, from Bitcoin. There was a few sort of key factors. We had the Alonzo hard fork, which was made clearer in sort of Q2. And, and if successful, that will then bring the smart contract functionality um, to Cardano, um, to the blockchain. So that upgrade will be significant um, as developers will then be able to build projects on the network, essentially helping cardano to position itself as a as a real competitor to the likes of, of, of ethereum um look for me something like cardano um which is obviously very close to you know how ethereum works very similar in terms of the the ecosystem to ethereum has one of the strongest use case scenarios in the crypto space um particularly moving forward and i think over time we will see institutions looking to, to diversify outside of bitcoin you know if you're a large institution just buying 
Bitcoin, you obviously have a keen interest in the crypto market. So you're certainly at times going to be looking to, to move outside of that. And I think Ethereum and ADA in terms of Cardano are the obvious choice outside of Bitcoin. So, yeah, it's certainly interesting to see that, you know, the, the sentiment from investors has moved towards an asset such as ADA. I also think, you know, moving to that proof of stake sort of consensus as well is important for investors because we're obviously seeing so much sort of talk around renewable mining and things like that with Bitcoin. Um, and obviously with ADA, we, we don't sort of have that um, with the proof of stake consensus. So, yeah, look, certainly interesting um, and obviously something for investors to think about when it comes to diversification. For sure. Yeah, I'm actually just having a look at uh, ADA kind of knows the, the chart at the moment. And, and, and as long as it's above 132, I think investors will be pretty happy with that. Um, so we'll see how that develops over well the rest of the week and, and month. Um, next up. I'm quite interested about this section, space race, and uh, we'll sort of interlink that with with Jeff Bezos stepping down, of course. What are your your thoughts on on all of that? An interesting couple of subjects there. Yeah, the space race seems to be all the craze at the moment, doesn't it? Um, yeah. You know, the last few years have been have been pretty crazy, and now we're sending billionaires to space. So, would uh, you like to go if you got the invite? Would you be uh, like, yeah, put me on that flight? I don't know. Uh, you know, I think it's one of those. It would be amazing, but. Just quite happy here on Earth. <laughs> yeah, it'd be good for the. I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I want to go to space. Um, I think I read earlier that um, an investor or or um, a clearly a billionaire, I think paid 50, 50 million to Elon Musk to go to space. Um, so there's clearly, obviously, from a business perspective, there's obviously the opportunity there. But again, we we talk about things like renewable energy and clean energy and the environment. I'm not sure sending people to space just for because of because they want to is it's really it's really environmentally that, yeah. friendly no, um but yeah look, we'll see i think um looking at obviously the the stock wise ship you know virgin atlantic has soared recently um they were up about three percent on yesterday and, and they soared on friday um after they said that it would launch uh richard branson into space or should i say sir richard branson yes um on on july the 11th um the stock's actually up a hundred percent so far in 2021 which is wow. um it's interesting. But um, yeah, look, obviously, it was big news because it obviously came ahead of plans for, for Jeff Bezos and his company um, to launch on the July the 20th, I think, um, which was with Blue Origin. And part of the reason that he's obviously stepping down uh, from Amazon, which we'll, we'll touch on in a second. But again, in that mix as well, you know, we've got Elon Musk as well with SpaceX as well, who have sort of been really, really keen on um, driving. I don't think he's expressed any interest to actually head to space. But, you know, look, overall, looking into it from the outside, um, look, I'm you know, not 100 percent sure in terms of what they're really looking to do from it. Is it a, um, you know, is it just a, an idea to launch people while Virgin Galactic simply just looking to take space flights? Is, is that the idea here? I mean, it feels like a bit of a billionaire vanity project. You know, just, you know, we've got so much money we can go it's to space. Literally, literally going to the moon. Yeah, exactly <laughs> that. Um, but look, I, I hope, you know, with it comes real scientific scientific projects right to come out of it because then there's a benefit and then that's where we can you know actually have a, again a use case um and there's benefits there and again for me i just can't see why we can't leave these things up to to nasa um i don't know why there needs to be uh, somebody else stepping in but there we go that's what happens when we have billionaires um but yeah look i mean in terms of moving that on to to bezos and amazon he's of course obviously stepped down earlier this week and handed the reins to 
to Andy Jassy, who is, uh, has been the CEO of AWS, Amazon Web Services, since 2016. Um, and the question is, is, will this change in leadership, you know, detrimentally affect Amazon share price? Um, you know, it's unlikely. I think it will be interesting to see how he plans to structure the business moving forward. I think coming from that AWS background, I think he'll likely target cloud computing. Um, that will be his sort of main focus in terms of growth. And, and that will obviously then looking to increase revenues there. He's coming in at a very interesting time. He's obviously inheriting a lot of baggage at the moment as well. We've obviously got the antitrust violations coming in from most of these big tech names. And, and in the same breath, um, you know, there's been question marks over, you know, Jeff Bezos's management style and, you know, how he puts people to work and the labor, et cetera. And I think from, from what I've read is, is Jassy has a slightly, um, you know, softer personality um, and is probably likely to, to not be as, as strong in, in, in his decisions and, and things like that. So, uh, you know, hopefully it will improve employee satisfaction. But I think a key thing to remember here is that Bezos is still remaining an executive board member. Right. So he's, he's not stepping aside. He's still involved. And I think he will likely continue to have a big say in these in big decisions. You know, if they're going to be buying a company and spending billions of dollars, uh, he's going to be involved in that. So I think if Amazon's growth continues along the same trajectory with Jassy at their helm and with sort of Bezos as his right hand man sort of thing or just sort of right there, the company seems unstoppable. And I think, you know, overall, you know, investors are going to reap the rewards over the next sort of few years with Amazon because, I think they've just bought MGM uh, for I think eight billion dollars. Entertainment in terms of streaming is moving up to next levels. They'll challenge Disney and Netflix next. They've got music. You know everything they do. It, it's crazy to think that they came from a little online bookstore to to basically one of the one of the biggest companies in the world that literally can do everything that you want. Um, and that's the key thing here is that they will always innovate to to whatever we need as a society. And I think that's why as a, as a company and as a, an investment, um, Amazon is is something that you know it you know you have to sort of consider for your sort of stock portfolio just because of the sheer size cash and just everything that comes with it yeah i mean it, it just smashed through the all-time high yesterday funny enough didn't it up, exactly up, yeah up four and a half percent uh one two three four and the fifth time the basking lovely sort of range it had been in if we're being completely honest for, for a year uh and now it's just yeah smash through all-time high does it continue to push on now i guess will be the question but you, you wouldn't really be happy to back against it looks pretty good there um good good wrap up good summary for our listeners as usual guys feel free to to head over to, to twitter and let us know what you want us to to cover on monday and tuesday we've got the weekly outlook and uh market watch webinar so head over to the toro training school to find out more there we've got the free part trading course which is on the 21st 22nd and 23rd of of july uh, and any listeners that want to send me and josh into space we're we're potentially keen we're potentially keen we'll, we'll leave it as but uh we'll be back next week hopefully with england victorious josh it's been a pleasure as always thank you for, for joining us oh thank you come on the england boys let's bring it home let's bring it home take care guys have a good one you've been listening to digest and invest from etoro for more information visit etoro.com